It's Learning to Listen with Quinn, Naomi, and Charlie. Welcome, everybody. L2L, the podcast, uh, Learning to Listen. We are talking about music, the way we listen to music and engaging with the music we listen to. We're all about that lost art of engaged listening. So that's why we're talking about albums and consuming the album as a whole artistic statement the way artists intended. This isn't a biography show. Instead, it's a pure guttural and visceral reaction to the music we are listening to. My name is Quinn. Of course, I have my co-hosts with me. Uh, Nailing it down on the ones and the twos, DJ Charlie Scream. Charlie Scream. Ooh, he's trying. (laughs) He sure is trying. (laughs) Or should it be layered? Layered Charlie Scream. Uh, Also with us, as always, still hanging tough. (laughs) <laughs> Naomi Carmack I've peed in the woods quite a few times I would say <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've all been to a bush party I get it, I get yeah. it, okay Alright, well that's just, you know, some of the nostalgia You can expect from your dope nostalgia host But, uh, no, this is learning to listen This is not dope nostalgia So, of mm. course uh, This is learning to listen, like I said, but today we're going to be recapping. So it's just going to be a short episode, just a quick, I don't know. We'll see what we, uh, what we managed to do here, 20, 30 minutes or so. We have done another 10 albums on our Rolling Stones greatest albums of all time. Of course, we're doing the top 100. Um, you know, their list is 500. I was like, I don't know if I could commit to 500. That's a lot, man. We'll commit, commit to the top 100. So we've now done 89 through 80. And uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're just going to be doing a quick recap. But before that, patreon.com slash learning to listen. Of course, episodes come out early. Uh, You get an extra bonus, you know, however long we decide to chit chat before we get the microphones hot. Today, I think we did a solid 30 about Corey Feldman. So uh, yeah, so you're in for a real treat. Yeah, if you want to know if you want to know all the hot goss about what uh, the Feld Dog is up to, patreon.com slash learning to listen. Okay, guys. So 89 through 80. We've done another 10. And I just wanted to check in on you guys, you know, see how you're feeling, seeing what you're thinking, uh, you know, what kind of thoughts you have, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, the experience so far we we've done we've also done 20 i wasn't going to recap the whole you know top 20 or last 20 you stick to the 10 but um yeah are we learning anything <laughs> like what do you what do you guys what do you guys think minds being opened I'm horizons being expanded that's what i that's what i expected out of this whole experience was that my mind would be more open and i'd find more things that i would enjoy but i'm really disappointed in myself because i don't seem to like anything we listen to <laughs> yeah like what's wrong with me <laughs> well it's 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 interesting too though because it could be really easy though to just go along with the flow right like you're being told this is the thing, you know, yeah. you're supposed to think these are the greatest albums of all time. Mm. You know, they've had experts go ahead and um, curate this list for you. And, you know, as somebody who champions curation over algorithms, it's one of the reasons I was like, okay, this list seems like fairly legit that way. You know, there's some thought put into this list about the placement. It's not just because, oh, these sold the most or these are the most popular. It's like these, these are the ones that seem to be important for one reason or the other. Mm-hmm. And so, 
what I like about the fact that you do give a lot of pushback is that you're never combative about it. You're just like, man, just not, not for me, you know, like, and I appreciate that because I told the story before, but I'll just do a brief version of it. I was like, I remember being a kid and kind of developing a taste on my own and hanging out with a friend and we're watching much music countdown or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he says out loud, he's like, I know I'm supposed to like it. Like it was the top song of the day. And he's like, but I just don't. And, you know, I don't know we were like 12, 13 years old or whatever, but it was like an epiphany, you know, like a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, he didn't realize how profound what he said was, you know, he was just being genuine. And right. I was like, oh, yeah, you don't have to like things just because people tell you you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And like there's I, maybe I'm a naturally slightly defiant person. You, you know? know, but I'm saying, you know, like, like my, you know, my least favorite thing that people say when you're having a discussion about something. What's that? When they say, I just like it for what it is. <laughs> You know what I mean? To me, that means like, oh, so you put absolutely no thought into what you were listening or watching or consuming. In no, way, that's that's basically saying I don't give a fuck to answer this question. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you know, when somebody's like, but that just tells me that somebody was like, oh, I thought I was supposed to like it. So I just did. I didn't mm-hmm. think about it. Maybe. You know? But maybe if they just don't feel like. Like maybe if somebody says that it's a defense mechanism when somebody else is trying to pick apart the thing that they actually like. Yeah, maybe. Like, uh, it, you know what? Pretty, like, I just like it. Sure. I just like it for what it is. It's a pretty weak answer though, right? I mean, I guess. It is. It's soft. But here's the thing. Anyway, I, the only reason I bring that up is because that's not what the kind of conversation I want to have. I want to have the conversation where somebody, you know, actually has some genuine thought or perspective, you know, has a different point of view. Sure. And can articulate it, not just like, you know, one way or the other, whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. so so I, I I appreciate that because it also like, you know, reminds me that I don't have to just convince myself or talk myself into liking something because it's on this list. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I think that genuinely, if I look at our numbers, Charlie and I are are fairly close we don't always pick the same ones as ones we like, you know, we want to put in our collection or whatever. Uh, but uh, we're close in numbers as stuff that we're like, yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it enough that I think I should have a copy of this. Cause that's kind of the metric that I've decided to go with was the metaphorical uh, mm. record collection. And overall, Naomi, you are at three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, out of 20, three out of 20. Yeah. Yeah. I think Charlie and I, 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 I didn't count up our overalls, um, but I, in this list alone, I think we both said that, yeah, I think I'm at seven and Charlie, you're also at seven. Huh, that's most. From, from this chunk of. of from this uh, 10? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if that just means we're more agreeable or, you know, we just have different tastes or whatever, but uh but yeah, I mean, I think if you if you took a look if you took a look around my living room with my records and stuff like that, or in the basement with my CDs, I am more likely to own a thing than not own a thing. So I could see that, you know, like I'm a little bit easier in everybody in the pool, you know, kind of thing. Whereas mm-hmm. Naomi does, do you have what is your do you have a huge CD or you know whatever some of music collection? 
I do. Um, as far as CDs go, I still probably have a couple hundred that okay. I okay. have had for years and years. All um, right. All right. Yeah. And then like my, you know, MP3 collection is pretty big. Sure. But they're so. mostly stolen, right? Right. Yeah, you just steal that. You just steal all your MP3. What are you, you calling her out? No. You're throwing her under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you didn't pay money for that. It's easy to have a lot of albums if you never pay for them, right? Just throw the cuffs on me, man. <laughs> God damn, Charlie. What are you just the kidding? They're all FBI obviously from... purchased. I bought some. I buy local. <laughs> I buy local. Fucking Lars Erlich over here. Jeez. <laughs> I, I, Charlie, I happen to remember helping you amass a, a giant MP3 know. collection. I purchased every single through, one. Yeah, through many nefarious means. One of them being take the CDs out of the library. Oh, that was a great. And scam, then rip right? them. Yeah, yeah. That was that's a that's a good move. That's a great way that's to like. Scam. I mean, you know, you're like ah, at the time too, when uh, you know, uh, the internet was a little bit slower. You could take out 20 CDs at a time, I think, from our library. Is that how many you could take out? I think so. Oh, I don't remember taking out nearly that many. Fill up a backpack, go home. I would take out a handful at a time, but I don't remember taking out 20. Anyway, okay, well, speaking of taking out a bunch of CDs, let's look at the the CDs that we would have stolen. Let's run the list. Uh, Okay, so this list kicked off. So we're talking 89 to 80. Uh, So 89 was Erica Badu's Baduism. Yep. Um, now, here's the thing. It, this is interesting. Is that looking back, like I haven't revisited this one at all, and even thinking about it, I'm just kind of like, uh, I, I my feelings aren't like, oh yeah, I got to get back into the record. But I did say I would throw it in my record collection. So yeah, yeah, Naomi. This is also one that you said you wanted. Oh, oh was did this I? One, was this mm-hmm. one where I was the odd person out? Char- well, yeah, Charlie. This was one where you were like, nah. Nah, you're kind of mad. Not. It's um, all right, but man, I think my feeling—I don't know if my feelings have changed or not. I'd have to listen again because I—I'm I, not feeling anything for it at this moment. Trying to think of it, I'm just like—I remember kind of being like, oh, "This isn't as deep as I thought it would be." Right. Um, I, I just remember that. it was good. It's like really good, uh, relaxing music, like to have in the background, what, kind of thing going on when you, you know, maybe. Yeah, it was pretty jazzy. Doing the deed, doing the deed or whatever. Doing doing the deed. And by doing the deed, you mean cooking dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Which I do a lot. (laughs) Looking up the deed. But no, I haven't revisited it either. I haven't. Um, Yeah, next one was number 88, David Bowie's Hunky Dory. Mm -hmm. Definitely revisited this one since because, you know, I was happy to have it pop up in my algorithm. So Uh, I, and also, uh, Life on Mars right. is probably one of my favorite David Bowie songs, and it's on that album. So. I don't know that I've re-listened to the album a bunch, but I have re-listened to Life on Mars a couple more times. Yeah, the album hasn't been making a ton of spins, but but uh, you know, David Bowie, I was already into it, so you know th- that was no surprise there. Uh, then the next one was probably one of the more challenging listens on our uh, list was Miles Davis' "Bitches Brew," a very uh, you know, very avant-garde uh, jazz fusion album. Mm-hmm. Supposedly the birth of jazz fusion, which I, we've I've found out since was you know was a real movement at the time. Like a lot of people were really kind of jumping on this you know this style. Hmm. You know, I remember that um, one. That was one specifically that I said that I was going to revisit. I was intrigued enough to go revisit and re-listen. 
um, update, just in a little update, I have not. Mm. Well, I'm kind of in the same boat as you where I'm like, because it's going to take a very specific time and place to be like, oh, yeah, let's put on some bitches brew. But like I said, it did kind of point me in the direction of a handful of other stuff that I explored a little bit. And, uh, you know, nothing that really pops out to mind right now, but just kind of being a little more aware of of a movement in music that I was only vaguely aware of before, mostly just in name alone. But, you know, now I'm aware that, oh, there was a whole fucking scene. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Um, the next one was, you know, one of, I was not looking forward to it. And then it was a very kind of still for me, my own personal opinion, very met experience was listening to the doors, self-titled self-titled, self-titled album, excuse me. The doors, the doors. Yeah. Charlie, you were into it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I, but this is one of the albums on the list that I've heard a bunch of times before and uh listened to again and was like yeah okay i still like it it's still good i think my takeaway from that one was i was just really surprised at how amateurish some of the music is Hmm. Uh, i remember i was talking after this episode came out to a friend about it and they were like i know man isn't it crazy how the these fucking any white guy who played a guitar in the 60s is like our parents worshiped (laughs) i was like yeah this is an album that kind of exemplifies that like like yeah it's kind of true right like Mm -hmm. um okay and then moving on was the john lennon uh plastic ono band oh yeah boring (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would use the word boring. I was the only one who said, I think I, I want to have this in my collection. And I'm not totally recalling exactly my feelings as to why, but mm. I think it was mostly just like after I, it, it's a bit of a breath of fresh air after, you know, guys who, whose career was in the Beatles sure. being a band that was such a studio polish band. Like that's all they were for the last half of their career was just a pure studio band mm-hmm. hearing him just be like kind of sloppy he was almost endearing to me yeah the, i do remember that there was a couple of tracks that almost sounded like garage rock yeah they were I, very I garage like, okay. rock. all right cool yeah very like demo-y yeah 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 and i think i really just i think i reacted and responded to the idea of like oh john lennon coming out of the biggest band in the world there's certain expectations and and he's like fuck it like this is just going to be pure expression perform over performance right mm-hmm. um acdc's back in black <laughs> uh yeah i, I have no choice but to listen to that because it's on the well if you listen to the radio and all it's out there still being played oh yeah well man i just realized too just how much of their catalog that's on regular rotation on classic rock stations is from this record sure. <laughs> like it's basically this and uh what highway to hell is i mean every once in a while you hear a few uh you Some know deep cuts. cuts or or you might 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 hear something from like razor's edge or for those of us to rock but 80 percent of what you're going to hear on the radio is still from this album with like highway to hell like mm-hmm. literally the single from highway to hell right <laughs> so yeah uh, it still sells. It's still a big record. I mean, you know what? Uh, it's a, like funny going from John Lennon to this because I would say this is a this is a polished record. Like it's just, mm-hmm. but it's it's just a solid. It's a solid. Uh, it's a solid album. It's a solid rock and roll. You know, hard rock album. Like 
I, I couldn't I couldn't hate it. I kind of was like, yeah, fuck it. This should be in my collection. Just sure. Just to have it there. Just to be like, yeah, this 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 party's dull. Let's put on shoot <laughs> to thrill. <laughs> right. <laughs> um Dusty in Springfield was next at 83. Dusty in, or Dusty. Yeah, Dusty, Dusty in, in Springfield. Springfield. That's a weird episode of The Simpsons that uh, yeah. <laughs> uh Dusty in Memphis by Dusty Springfield, yes, was uh 83. Uh I've gone back to this to this one a few times, which it's funny because I said no to adding it to my collection, and you both said yes. Right. But I've thrown on a few of the singles from this album. You know, and other than you know, uh, son of a preacher man, you go back to that spinning wheel song at all? No, breakfast in one. bed, yeah. Wait, was that? No. Yeah, that's a sexy jam. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a good one, yeah. Um, yeah, great stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why I was so opposed to having it in my recollection. I think it just wasn't. I don't think it was all there. I think it was just missing something. I was right. like, I think I need like just a like a good Dusty Springfield's greatest hits or something. You know? Sure. Yeah, I believe that's get, what you were saying. You're like, get yeah, that I'll first greatest hits. Yeah, but you guys both wanted it in your collections. I appreciated it for sure. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Fly in the Family Stone. There's a riot going on. I'd now, say that's you- probably my favorite album out of the bunch. Out of this bunch. Definitely the. I would almost say the most interesting. And I've definitely, and this one I've spun numerous times since. Not the whole record, but a few select tracks from it for sure. I have, yeah. I'll just throw it on and walk away. Yeah, I mean, I've played it. I've been, I've it, I've had it pop up. Like I've thrown it on a couple of playlists and stuff, and <laughs> and just been like, man, yeah, this is what it sounds like if you made an album strung out on heroin on <laughs> like lying in bed. <laughs> there's it's it, it, it's something else it really captures something and also probably out of our more recent episodes uh some of the most like reaction we we've we've gotten you know from outsiders people just yeah. chiming in about like you know how much they love this fucking album so uh it's yeah it's it, it definitely sticks out in the uh sly catalog for sure well, compared to the early stuff and then uh we moved on to something the most modern out of our list so far, I think, probably overall, actually, um, other than, well, Drake was before this, uh, was Beyonce's Beyonce, right. number 81. Uh, none of us wanted it in our collection. That doesn't make yeah. sense. I thought that would have been the one that I picked. I don't remember exactly. I did, you would have to go back and listen to find out what your reasoning was. But yeah, you said no. Well, I didn't like that she kept saying um, God's name in vain. And I thought that was kind of weird because she's a Christian. Oh. So that, that kind of threw me off a bit. But the, like, I didn't, I didn't like that. But I, but I liked a lot of the songs. So I'm surprised that I would have said that. Anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's interesting. Uh, maybe, it, I don't know. I can't remember it specifically what it was, but that didn't grab me. Like if there was a thing that turned me off about it at all. Hmm. Well, I definitely like other Beyonce albums more than this one, for sure. Yeah, I could see that. I remember being kind of like thinking it was going to be more of a message album, and then it just turned out to be another. It's just it's just an R and B fuck album. It's a super <laughs> horny know? album, right? right. The horniest yeah, album we've listened horny. to so far. I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, maybe, maybe the horniest. Yeah, could be. I think yeah, there's probably some there's some horny tracks on Drake. Take care, but 
that album just felt like it just dragged on and on and on and on. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but none of us, none of us, we just, we're not with the queen, with queen Bay, I guess. I don't know. Or queen B or whatever. I don't know how the kids say it. <laughs> and then that brings us to number 80. Never mind the bollocks. Here's yeah. the sex pistols. Uh, yeah. This is the freshest in my mind, obviously. And I just remember responding to it being like, in a way, you know, I, I should have compared it a little bit to back in black. It's, it's got a, you know, it's got a very distinct vocal style. It's got a very layered, polished guitar tone. It's got a big production sound. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to me that it's, it's, it's like a historical example of early punk rock or at least early commercial punk rock. Uh, because it's got the attitude for sure, but it's so polished and it's so slow. I mean, slow, it's mid-tempo com- compared to, like, punk rock. But I think it. what it was surprising to me is that, like, it, it's actually, it's it's really effective. Yeah, you I know? agree. I agree yeah. with that. Like, I feel like it would translate back to the back of a stadium better than, you know, like, some really fast, like, hardcore would, right? Like, you know, by the time that sound is booming around in a big stadium or something like that, like somebody playing super you know fast thrashy riffs it's just you're gonna you're it's you're gonna lose some of that where with this has room to breathe and it really you know it's really driving mm-hmm. but uh you know so i that would be my what i remember of my distinct impression this listen through and yeah i said i'd throw it in the uh in my collection and charlie you said so as well and naomi we will just never win you over with punk rock (laughs) (laughs) no i'm sure there's there's punk rock for naomi out there i'm sure we just got to find it i think we could someday i think that would be our mission to find i think part of it too though is you've also kind of you know just it's hard right i get it like you know like people will tell me brussels sprouts are delicious all the time and i'm like no they're not they absolutely are yeah see they're not though they are if you deep fry them or you put them in the air fryer with yeah. a little olive yeah. oil and maybe some. Do you some hear what you're saying though? You're, you're about saying everything's change the way they taste, and yeah. then they're then they're then they're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I'm I not it. going out. I'm not going out and eating raw Brussels sprouts by any means. I'm cooking. That's them. what Avril Lavigne did to punk. Okay. okay. Yeah, she, <laughs> I'm just fried it. Put a little bit of uh, sweet sauce on it. Yeah. I'm just comparing. I'm just comparing. I'm just saying, like, when people tell me Brussels sprouts are delicious, it's probably what Naomi hears when people say, like, punk rock. You gotta gotta get into it. Some of it's great. Oh, man. You know, not all bands sound like that. Like, some bands sound like this or whatever. And you're like, (laughs) so they have to sound like other things for them to sound good. Um, We might get there. We might get there one day. I might like a punk album. Who knows? We'll see. I I would challenge myself. Right now? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, well, the pattern for you so far, though, is you only like the uh, female singers. <laughs> so that's uh, funny. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, like you like Missy Elliott. Uh, you like uh, Dusty Springfield. You liked mm-hmm. Erica Badu. Those are your three. Yeah. Um, and so uh, similarities between them would be their R&B, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of soul. I mean, obviously, Missy Elliott's a rapper, and I don't know what, what Erica Badu kind of rapped a little bit, right? Yeah. So far from the list we've gone through, I've gravitated towards the R and B stuff the most. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I'm but I'm looking ahead, seeing like 
there's going to be, especially the next gen, I'll, I feel a lot more I'm going to be enjoying. Mm-hmm. You're going to well, up your list, your collection. Okay. Well, so, okay, that was the rundown of the, the 10. And then, uh, so, I, like, just, you know, to kind of go back to, like, what we're learning from this is that, you know, so far, it's it's been an eclectic list. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not seeing as much of a pattern. I did notice, like, I was thinking, oh, maybe this one was a little more on the pop end of things, but not particularly. A few more things that were, like, more popular, per, right. like, overall, than maybe the earlier part of the list. But even then, looking, I'm like, no, these are all familiar to me. There's nothing on here that I was completely unaware of so i think you know if we're going to be in the top 100 i I don't think at any point they're really going to surprise us with like and the best album you've ever heard in your entire life or that you should hear the greatest albums of all time is something you've never heard of (laughs) like no i have a good idea of what the top five are going to be yeah um i'm surprised we've had a beetle but we haven't had any beetles yet and i'm a little worried that towards the top of the list it's going to get real beetle heavy real beatly Mm -hmm. I haven't really looked through the back of the list to be like, we're, you know, but I, yeah, I've looked a little bit and I'm going like, oh, 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 like a few times where I've been like, oh, okay. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> nicer have. if they break, if they break that up a bit so that well, yeah. it's not constant Beatles episodes. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see, but who knows? I mean, maybe that's the way it goes. We'll just have to break them up with more. Uh, or maybe we just have the be- a Beatles series. I don't more, know. I don't we know do more. Happen. I think we should do more Corey Feldman albums. Honestly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll break it up with more bargain bins. Uh, I think we have a good idea for bargain bin coming up though. Um, but before we uh, get to that, I don't know, just any, any other thoughts about like any patterns, anything you've noticed, anything you've learned? Well, I've gone into this whole thing thinking that I'm going to learn a lot about what I like and don't like in general. Um, hopefully I'm very hopeful that I'll find something new that I, I'm going to gravitate to when I say new, yeah, old new, right. New to you. So, new to me and I always like discovering older artists to see what they've got and I've seen some albums coming up that I'm fairly excited about that I haven't listened to I suppose I could listen to them at any time but I've been waiting for it so I I think it'll be good and um, yeah I mean like I said I kind of get disappointed in myself because I don't like a lot of stuff (laughs) and it makes me wonder like especially because I'm a singer and a musician like why (laughs) but but what i do learn is is that i respect the art and i respect what everyone's making um it just might not be give me listing pleasure but i can see why it gives a lot of other people that's what they need when they listen to music so that's why i never go this fucking sucks because like (laughs) that's just that's just rude and it's unnecessary and things don't suck they just might not be for you Right. Well, I think I said at the top, like, I respect that you're not combative about it, you know? Yeah. But it's good still, though, to have, you know, a differing opinion, a little pushback, just because otherwise that conversation is really boring. Yeah. Yeah. That's what what I mean with that, like, well, I just like it for what it is conversation. I'm like, oh, you just, like, suck the air out of this conversation, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I want to hear I want to hear what your actual thoughts are, not just like you eh. say something like that when you don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's what it basically is. When you don't want to admit I haven't actually thought about this. <laughs> yeah. So it's a cop out. I mean, it's yeah, it's totally. also valid to like something for completely stupid reasons. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm saying then just say that. I honestly one of the funnest and most 
wonderful things we've listened to is that Randy, what was this? Macho Randy Man Savage Zen. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Macho Man's album. That just made me Ooh, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh. made, that made me laugh and cry. And uh, I had such a good time listening to that. Oh. So, I mean, you never know what which you're going to hear. Oh, yeah. So. Well, wait, wait till we get into a, uh, a certain child stars uh, uh, <laughs> catalog. Yes. Here's a problem. Catalog. I think I like listen to. I think I like bargain bin albums more than I do the top 100. So I like you genuinely it. like them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not picking them because they're bad. I'm picking them because they're interesting in certain right. ways. That's my, um, that's my, uh, uh, my criteria is because like, you'd just be easy just to dunk on something. Right. Sure. And I know people that, you know, people like that sort of thing. Like fucking just, roasting the shit out of an album or a project or a band or whatever it makes the whole fucking internet go around that's like <laughs> what every youtube video every fucking whatever viral video is it's you know it's all about how everything's terrible and everything sucks great a lot of people are doing that um i want to i want to look at things that are you know interesting in some way like yeah they might have the potential to be bad but is there like I think the worst album we've listened to in Bargain so far is that um uh uh God uh oh the Pancake mm-hmm. King what's his name Sh- oh the Pancake King yeah oh right fucking uh <laughs> Britney Spears's ex oh oh, oh okay. Kevin Federline Kevin Federline sorry I couldn't get Feldman out of my head Corey Feldman. and I just kept I knew I'm like I wanted to say Kevin Feldman. I'm like that's not his name. anyway yeah Federline because. It was so bland. Right. It was just such a mediocre effort. And I think I had already had that thought before that, but I was like, there's going to be something. And I don't mean like redeeming necessarily, mm-hmm. but at least just something like that you can kind of like, like bizarre, you know, is to me is more I, rather than just bad. There's a lot of bad music. There's a lot of popular music that's bad. Like, you know, we don't need to listen to every bad album. Well, mm-hmm. What about what about I think we've already hit that peak in a different level, too, when we listen to the Shags. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? Like the Shanks are definitely uh, was technically bad. Technically bad, yeah. But it's the story of the Shanks or the, the fact that that album exists is just so mind blowing that it's like, okay, it was it was worth a listen just for that fact alone, right? You know, <laughs> it was a painful so, day. There was so a I split think- second. There was a split second where I almost uh, bought you that for your birthday. Yeah. I saw it and well, I was like, eh, no, I'll get him something. Exactly. I've thought about it. I've thought about having it just to be like, do you want to hear the worst album of all time? Yeah. But, but then here's the thing. It's a conversation. Sorry. You could put that on for a few tracks and while people are going, what the fuck? And you go like, well, actually, what are the story? This is wild. Yeah, this is crazy. So that's interesting. So if anything, you know, that's kind of in my criteria. Here's the problem is it's hard to know that about an album until you really look into it. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all, y'all need to know too, that we, we had our first um, like, on one of our episodes from one of the actual artists. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Pat Boone. You know, Pat Boone's, well, Pat Boone or his people, whoever on his Facebook, the, his official yeah. Facebook liked our post about his album. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Pat Boone's a fan and he's listening right now. Yeah, Pat. Uh, Hi, Pat. What's but up? Pat, Boone, Pat Boone's a good example of what we're talking about, where, where it's like, you know, the whole point of trying to engage with these things is to not be such passive listeners and not also not just be passive consumers, not being like, Hey, everybody tells you this is the greatest album of all time. So you just take them at their word and like, ah, let's listen and dissect and, and react to it and see like, does it really move us? Do we, do we personally feel like it's a great album? 
you know vice versa because everybody in the world tells you like this album is a joke this is hilarious is there nothing redeeming about it or like is it not like i found the pat boone album to be actually a lot more enjoyable than you know i would have expected otherwise right you know totally agree do i think it was a great album no but did i get some enjoyment out of listening to it absolutely right so you know there you go right like that's what we're learning you know i think that's our yeah that's our mission here yeah i mean i feel like i've first listened to a lot of these albums through this like out of the last 10 there were three albums that i've heard quite a bit and uh you know obviously it was like all right i already get these ones but but the other seven i it i'm still really enjoying throwing on something like something like dusty and uh, dusty in memphis uh and i said on that on that episode it was something that i've been meaning to check out more before you know been like oh yeah i've seen this and i should i should check it out i want to get into it i want to check it out but then i just don't or i like i look at it at the record store and then i don't pick it up or anything like that so it's actually gotten me a little bit more into the uh i mean not necessarily with buying things because you know i got no money but mm-hmm finding an out al- finding an album or finding out about an album randomly just being like i should spin this and then actually going to spotify or whatever and and actually playing it you know as opposed to just like thinking about it and letting it go kind of thing hmm. yeah i'm with you it's like the the thing you said about the meaning to i've been meaning to for you know ages or whatever i've been meaning to check self but here's the thing in this day and age there's no excuses anymore right right no, no, like i've always wanted to check out this well then just go do it just press play yeah, even up to a point where it was like, uh, even, you know, downloading an album illegally. Not that we ever did that. In theory, yeah. Well, never, apparently, Charlie yeah. never did. Fucking just throwing mm-hmm. aspersions at everybody else here. But um, I'm just saying, like, there was still an effort. Now it literally lives on my phone. No, not even on my phone. It lives online somewhere, and I can, you know, access it on my phone at any time, given any whim. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be making breakfast. I could be, you know, I could be going to take a shower. I can be whatever I'm doing, you know, like maybe driving somewhere. It's just like, there's no reason not to be able to just listen to something. So yeah. it's almost like, all right, no excuses anymore. All these albums that I've been meaning to check out for years and years and years and years. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. do it. Here we go. Let's do it. And it's, uh, yeah, like that's just it. it. It, you know, had I ever listened to Miles Davis bitches brew? Not really. <laughs> you know but has it been popping up on things that i should have listened to for years and years yes it has and so finally here i am like listening intent in like intentionally and uh you know like just and engaging you know like thinking about it not just going like okay like it's on right no just yeah paying attention to it for sure paying attention you know i think that's a big thing i think yeah that's been really worthwhile and uh, it's an experiment and it's you know it's it is it's it's been changing the way i've i've thought about music or it's been opening me up to to music that uh, i might not have paid attention to before or just or just even made me pay attention to the way i do listen to music right things like you know sometimes paying less attention to lyrics <laughs> yeah <clears throat> as opposed to like always going like i have to know what all these lyrics are about right and going like are, are, are the lyrics the important thing here or are are they just kind of conveying a feeling over like an actual message or you know or maybe is this like oh is this person a poet and i i should really be paying attention you know just mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, just certain aspects like that so so i'm happy to continue along this uh grand experiment uh 
And uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys are on the journey with me. Yeah. Um, speaking of being glad that uh, and everybody's on the journey with us, uh, you know, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. And uh, we're going to keep doing this at least until we hit number one on this list. We'll see how long that takes. We don't know, but man, I'm glad we didn't say we'd do all 500. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Because we've been at this for, I don't know, like a year or something. <laughs> it feels like. Maybe not a year yet, but. But anyway, uh, okay, if you want to know what else we're going to be doing, why don't you go to those websites where, you know, you can uh, follow and like things with your thumbs, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Like we put it all in one spot. Charlie, what is that? Oh, that website is l2lpodcast.com. Oh, yeah. And if you have any feedback whatsoever, or you've got any insight about any of the albums we've been listening to, anything, any episode, any comment we've made, whatever you want to, you want to, uh, you know, take umbrage with something we've said, you want to agree with us, just want to get your hot take out there, then why don't you call us and, uh, Leave a message. We might even play it on the show if we've got a good one or two. So, uh, yeah, you want to hear your own your own beautiful, sultry voice coming back to you through your earbuds, then call us. Naomi, what's that number? The number you can call is 780-851-8785. Nicely done. I like you now. You, it took you however many episodes, but you've actually got that. Got <laughs> I know down. that number and my mom's. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know that number. I think I remember two numbers ever. I, I know my own phone number and I remember my childhood phone number. And that's yeah. It. Those um, those those still those stay the in ones. the brain, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. If I was like lost on the side of the road and my phone was di- dead, I'd be screwed. I wouldn't know who to call, <laughs> how to make a call. All right. Anyway, uh, so. Speaking of uh, our hosts, I don't know if I was or not, but that feels feels like a segue. Uh, why don't you guys plug what you got going on, Charlie? What what, what do you got to plug? Oh, I'll tell you to come on down to oldmandesign.com, a place where I've got all sorts of t-shirts and apparel that you could check out and purchase, and it'll be shipped right to you. It'll be printed on demand, put in a package, sent to you. You just have to sit at home and wait for it. You just got to go to the website, oldmandesign.com, and order it. Right on, right on. Naomi, what's all happening in your world? I have another podcast called Dope Nostalgia, where we talk about and with people from the 90s who made music. And the week coming up, we've got our special guest, Curtis Steigers. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. And of course, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash learning to listen. Bonus content. You get like an extra, you know, bunch of us talking, whatever, what's going on in our lives. You want to find out patreon.com slash learning to listen. Episodes go out early. Uh, yeah, just, you know, help us out, throw us a buck or two, uh, you know, we're, we're making content for you. You, you could help us out. We scratch your back. You scratch our pal. Yeah. All right. And thanks everybody for hanging out with us and listening to the episode today. We really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to know what we're doing next, we're going to be moving along in our rolling stones, greatest albums of all time. Top 100. We're going to get into the seventies. <sighs> And number 79, this is one I have definitely never listened to before, but uh, yeah, it's Frank Ocean's Blonde. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be for 2016. So this is uh, fairly new on the list, right? Yeah. The The amended list was 2020. The one before that was 2012. So this is something that came out 
in the interim. In the, uh, All right. That's what we're doing next week. All right. And then uh, other than that, you know, I don't know. Today, I've just been fucking stumbling all over my own two lips. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what's going on with my tongue, but it just doesn't want to enunciate I don't, too much coffee. So I'm going to wrap it up. <laughs> that's it. No joke. Just wrap it up. Get out of here. Eat it. Eat it, nerds. The music was fun. And then it got really dark for a while, a little bit anti-establishment. But the next thing you knew, it was totally fun again. So many artists came and went and left us wondering, what are they doing now? This podcast isn't about the heavy hitters who are still making millions. It's about everyone else, the ones whose careers didn't really leave that decade and kind of just still live in our memory. So you mean Vanilla Ice had another song? We all know what happened to Marky Mark. But what about the Funky Bunch? Who were the KLF? And why did Tammy Wynette record a song with an electro dance band that topped the charts? Two genres that specifically defined the 90s. What were freestyle and new jack swing all about? Did you know that Blossom star Joey Lawrence had a huge pop hit? Or that Alanis Morissette had a really hot pop career in Canada before Jagged Little Pill? Special guests will also be joining me to discuss the great era of glitter, grunge, thin eyebrows, hammer pants, and total ridiculousness. We're even setting up some interviews with some of the musicians that define the times. Okay, so if you're older than 30, you might be sitting here going, Man, I totally remember that song, but I have no idea who does that. Well then, you better listen and find out. I'm Naomi Carmack, host of the Ultimate 90s podcast, Dope Nostalgia. You're going to be busting a move again, coming in early 2020. You want to follow us so that you know when we go live? Check out our Twitter, at Nostalgia Dope. Or you can find us on Instagram at dope underscore nostalgia. If you've got a question or you just want to be on the show, email us at dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com.